needle on the record. Welcome to Wage Cucking with JMO. Welcome back to Wage Cooking with JMO. I'm doing the intro, but we're doing an in-person episode today, which is quite fun. So how are you guys? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, me and Andreas were just in Singapore for Token 2049. Um, yeah. We, we got all the alpha. No. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we, have some, we have some of the alpha. So this is some of the alpha. Maybe, maybe none of the alpha. We're not exactly sure. Yeah, we listed one of the things we could talk about was what was happening in, in Singapore. And I don't know, it was mostly real world assets. That's the thing. Yep. Uh, I feel like there is a pretty big emphasis on real world assets. We met with some of the people from uh, Ando Finance. Uh, shout out to Jordy, a previous podcast member who is bringing that. But yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. I feel like a lot of the layer twos, a lot of the newer blockchains looking to make DeFi a little bit spicier, a little bit more profitable. With the US Treasury bonds, the, the interest rates being so high, I think Ando Finance is one of the companies that is doing that, basically purchasing US Treasuries and turning them into a stable coin that generates yield on chain. It's basically the same business model as like USDT Tether, except in Tether's case, they keep 100% of their yield. <laughs> yeah, they, so, they uh, keep, and it, it's like, I don't know if this is true, but somebody said either it's the most profitable company. If you take into account how many people work there, mm -hmm. Tether, I think that was speculation, but it, can, it can't be far from it. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, their business model is amazing they don't really have to do anything right yeah they, they already had this ecosystem built up around their their token so they have somewhere between like i want to say like our 70 and 100 billion in tether issued if they just put that all in u.s treasuries they're making like five percent a year that their overhead should be that high so um they're, they're probably making like one to two billion dollars every quarter what is the rate on treasuries now i think it's 5.5 percent i'm not okay. sure uh, it's somewhere around five yeah i think it yeah, isn't that. isn't this what a what banks were supposed to do with your checking account? Yeah, yeah, but they just it, failed. It, it, it's the same. It's the same uh, business model as the banks because, like the the reason why banks make so much money is you deposit money into your savings account and they put your money in like. In, tre in treasuries, they can put your money in like mortgages, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. And they er earn all that yield and they pay you like fractions of a, of a percent. I, th I think in the US, your average savings account gets, I want to say under like 0.1% yearly, which is basically nothing. And that they're probably making at least 45% on your money. So yeah, it's a pretty good business model they have going. No, so I was saying that's uh, that's basically what a bank is supposed to do with your checking account, yeah. which is to, they invest it and in, I guess like short-term things uh -huh. and, and you get nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's the concept. Yeah. But the crypto space, I feel, is pretty competitive. So if there are companies that want to compete with Tether or USDC, which basically pay no yield on your stable coins, even if they offer like a third or like a, a fourth of what the treasury rate is, mm -hmm. it's still like you're still making one or two percent on holding a stable coin. Mm. And the interesting thing about DeFi is like you don't have to allocate that that stable coin into a bank or into an account or anything. You can mm -hmm. use it on chain for something and still earn that yield. So you can use it stuff like an automated market maker liquidity yeah, yeah of course you can use it as uh, collateral, collateral yeah. stuff like that so it, it definitely brings some uh, interesting use cases to crypto so i i hope we see more companies like that develop sort of some sort of stable coin that ties a stable coin to a real world asset and then also gives you some yield on your stable coin while you use it for other purposes so you would you would have the token that represent the treasuries mm -hmm. and then would it be like do you think it'll be like a rebasing token so I, specifically with ando finance i i talked
talk to them about it. I think they're going to release two versions. They're going to release a, a rebasing token and one that is, it's similar to how, if you look at like the Lido Ethereum token, you mm-hmm. have the STETH, which is a rebasing token. Yes. And then the the, the, the wrapped version, yeah. which is a non-rebasing token, mm-hmm. but like the, the exchange rate slowly fluctuates based on the yield. So like yeah. the, the wrapped version, it'll be the same number of, of wrapped uh, Ethereum. Mm-hmm. But like the, the number will go up based on the, the beacon chain uh, rewards yield. Yeah, no, that would be. And then, like you said, if, you know, Tether is now investing in, I guess they're investing in treasuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what. They're yeah, doing. yeah. So then if somebody comes out and they're like, hey, we can get into this business, but it's hard to get started. We have to pay all these fees and licensing and lawyers. So we can give you one third of what we're making. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's great because yeah, I'm yeah. getting nothing. Somebody else is like, hey, so we just reused the lawyer's opinion for free. So we can give you we can give you half of uh, the yield. Yeah. And then we'll just get a race to the bottom where suddenly you're getting you're getting 5.25 yeah that's yeah. and not too long right yeah the, the, i think the biggest issue is the whole trust factor just because people don't really trust new startups that that issue stable coins like the the, the reason why like usdt usdc have been used that their market caps are much much higher than than the other ones is because they're from like trusted counterparties that people have been using for quite some time yeah like no, no matter what Bitfinex says is like the the next FUD that Tether is going to go down. I mean, like the Tether FUDers have been going at it for uh, like six years at this yeah. point. Right? Bitfinex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think it's a testament to the people at Tether just like maintaining the the peg, maintaining the, the company with no real issues. Of course. Um, sometimes it falls off peg, but that's only due to, due to market fluctuations. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, redemptions for Tether have never gone yeah. offline. Like you always redeem tether mm-hmm. and then there are people who have made quite a bit of money just arbitraging the the fight yeah, it, it goes off spot they're just buying up tether and redeeming it at one to one i think they charge like a, a 10 bit fee which is why the 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 arbitrage isn't that great mm-hmm. as opposed to the usdc which i don't think has a a fee but yeah it's just like the long-term trust in in these in these companies and i guess the crypto space as a whole is the, the, there are a lot of scams there are a lot of hacks there are a lot of like well-known companies or high market cap companies that do go down. Yeah, it, it's difficult to build something that's competitive in that regard. Like you can offer a better product, but like there are people who just won't use new products and just use the the traditional products they've been using for years. Yeah. And uh, I think what's great about this is, I mean, it, yeah, it is very boomer to be buying US treasuries on chain, mm. but this is DeFi. So there's going to be a basket of these things. Yeah. So U.S. Treasury is a natural place to start, but there will be other stuff. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, you can you can buy Argentinian treasuries yeah, right yeah. on chain. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. This always happens. Yeah. As as soon as something starts, and then obviously you're going to be able to leverage mm-hmm. up uh, U.S. Treasuries. Yeah. That's that's a, of course that's going to yeah. be the case, right? Yeah. And, and as long as the, the rates on, on Aave for the USDC is like three and a half percent, that's like yeah. this 2% there, right? Yeah, yeah. So until, until it closes. Yeah. And it's all denominated in U.S. dollars, so in yeah. theory, like you can uh, you can loop it pretty a lot of times. Yeah. Just because the the liquidation, it's not like you're borrowing one asset that isn't correlated with the other asset. They're essentially the same asset, so like the liquidation risk in theory shouldn't be that high. So you you can you can have like 
pretty high yield with not that much initial capital just by, by looping your investment over and over again. And I mean, then we'll see the, the over rate go to five, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, go to whatever is, is the best you can yeah. do. Yeah. Considering the risk and everything. Yeah. And then, then what will Maker do? Because they're on, are they on five now? They're, the, the, the die rate is 5%, I believe on, on Spark. So like you can deposit die um, and you get 5%, which is, I believe it's, it's just a fixed 5%. That they don't have any plans on adjusting it. Uh, I think borrowing die right now, like the, the their protocol is known as Spark, and borrowing yeah. die right now is also like so. So, so we, what what people were doing initially when it came out was you could deposit like wrapped Lido Ethereum or, or like wrapped Bitcoin or mm. various other assets and borrow die, and the the die borrow rate was like well below five percent. I think it was like two to three percent. Yeah. So like uh, you could deposit those assets, borrow die against it, deposit. Uh, die in, into S die, and then make a guaranteed like one to two percent from the borrow alone. But then I I think the market is evened out so that like the 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 interest rate and the 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 borrow rate are essentially the same now. Mm -hmm. So that 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 strategy isn't as good. So basically, all of this will change pretty rapidly. Yeah. Once uh, once we get all the well, it's interesting because the U.S. Treasuries, I'm sure they will come and everybody will say, oh, it's risk free. So the RV borrow rate will hit 5%. Yeah. But then somebody's going to be like, aha, but have you thought about Spanish treasuries? Yes. Because also safe, but just a little bit more spicy. Yeah. And then it'll go all the way down. Yeah. Until people are just repeating, uh, will be repeating like something like a Luna crisis. Yes. But it will be on the South American bonds. Yeah. On chain, because they will just... Like like when they had the bond crisis in South America back yeah. in the day, everybody was like, "No, this is this is this is fine. This is this is fine." Yeah, it's like the meme with the dog in the room and everything's on. Yeah, everything's like, this on is fine. fire. This is fine. So, man, maybe we'll have like a weird, you know, like a weird bond crisis because mm -hmm. of DeFi because they'll just start issuing more bonds from weird countries, right? Yeah, not weird countries, but, it, it, but doesn't even, countries. it doesn't even have to be countries. Like uh, I'm thinking, yeah, like of course, yeah, you could be like corporations yeah. or you know, like. Uh, Corporate debt stuff like that. So, so, so that you you have like maybe maybe not major companies, but like a pretty large market cap real world companies looking to issue debt on chain. Yeah, they can issue debt and pay the 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 risk profile is obviously at higher if if they can get debt at let's say ten percent interest mm -hmm. without having to go through like uh, you know like the whole the whole real world process of of, of finding the counterparty instead just issuing it on chain yeah. and like anyone can buy it. Uh, I feel like the, that might take off as well. I think that's I think that's going to be huge. We we did an episode with Max. Uh -huh, yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll link to that, but yeah. that's that's what he wants to do. Yeah. I think he's taking I think he's taking a route where he's actually making it legal. Uh -huh. So I think that's why it's slower than everybody yeah. else. Yeah. But they on the they're also doing is it an R W A conference or something you were mentioning to me? I think that's, I think that's in now. New York. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is like actually. That's a, now. It's the first time yeah. I've ever heard RWA. Uh, oh, yeah. Conference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there was a full RWA conference. I think it's this week. Yeah. In New York. Oh, uh, we're missing out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're missing out on all the alpha there. I, I don't understand. I thought I thought like DeFi was illegal in New York. Yeah. I'd say also like. <laughs> they're, the, so they're all builders. They're not actually yeah, builders. <laughs> builders. 
They, or just show building. And they, they only, they're only on a test net. Yeah. They don't use it on the platform because <laughs> they can't, right? No, I would say like the, the overall sentiment I got while uh, we were in Singapore was a bit different than crypto was previously. Like I, I feel like in the height of the bull market, these conferences, anywhere you go, there's just people with a new startup that doesn't really do anything or like a copy paste, like, oh, we're going to launch a DEX or we're going to launch, you know, this or that. I feel like there's a lot less chilling yeah, yeah. around. I, I, I talked to maybe like a hundred people mm. and I don't think anyone, any of them really shilled me anything that, that they were developing or that there were no ICOs. There was no like, but buy my shit coin. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just like a, a pretty meaningful discussion on, on crypto, which I, I think is a, it, it's a good state of things. Yeah. I mean, you get a different crowd, right? Yeah. I think you get more people who already have a runway or at least a product idea that makes sense. Somebody else yeah. believes in them. Yeah. And not so much like the Denta coins. And yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 there is a lot of people trying to, you know, figure out new pivots for their, for their company or yeah. basically promote it in a way where they're developing something useful and they wanted a user base. But yeah. it's not like they had anything to sell. I mean, I think there's a huge difference between developing a DeFi platform where pe people can earn yield and promoting that versus like developing a DeFi platform platform with some sort of like tokenomics native token and trying to mm. sell their yeah. native token and uh one other topic which is like you cannot run away from is is binance fud oh yeah it's so extreme yeah that you uh you'll be at some like side event at a bar yeah and you go up to somebody you're like Oh, hey, I'm Andreas. Nice to meet you. What was your, your name? Frank? Yeah, yeah. I, I have heard about the Binance fund. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I people would talk about Binance. They would just, they would say their name, yeah. the company they work out. Uh -huh. And then it's like, what do you think about this Binance fund? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the deal with that? Did you, did you bump into many Binance employees or? Zero. Zero. <laughs> there, there were no, uh, yeah, I don't think I ran into any Binance employees yeah. there. No, I don't think so. Because when I, when I, I went to Token 2049 in London last year, yeah. and it was just as FTX blew up yeah. there were Binance employees there and yeah. they were shitting all over yeah. FTX I, I, did, <laughs> I, did, I didn't make it to the I didn't make it to the venue that actually yeah we, we actually didn't yeah. go to the venue but the, the, that actually reminds me that there is a story about I forget the name of the exchange now it's like a Hong Kong based exchange that's the J like JPEGs yeah. or JTEX or something oh like yeah. no 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 it is yeah it's J, JPEX I think J, it is. J, J, JPEX yeah. yeah so they, they had a they had a booth that token 2040 and then like after day one the news came out that like their the exchange was shut down the, the government had shut it down the founders yeah. all got arrested <laughs> like literally the next day the, and the booth the, is like well the, the entire booth got emptied out like everything in it was oh, and stuff like that like the booth itself rugged within like 24 hours oh. and, and I, like th those booths aren't, aren't cheap like I, no. I, I think like the fees are like around like like 20 to fifty thousand dollars yeah, yeah. On, that's like, for yeah, your booth is so. probably twenty k, like for like a smaller one. Yeah, too. probably it goes up from there. Yeah, so the the Binance fund, it's really vague, but after like especially after FTX, uh -huh. but many other things too. Everyone has the same feeling, which is like when you have this like very uncertain feeling, you're not having as much money on Binance as you used to. Yeah. I'm not saying there's a bank run, but there's there is this like weird bad juju everywhere. Yeah, there is this sure. like 
like dark energy everyone's everyone's worried because if something happens like it is really really bad it's interesting the the market sort of has responded to all the binance fund i mean if you look at the the market share binance had versus other exchanges post fex it, it might have been around like 60 to 70 percent mm. and now it's a decent amount below 50 percent. so mm. even though volumes are down everywhere you're like, not compared to dexes right what this is centralized. The, the, yeah, in yeah. centralized exchanges, like if you, if you look at like Spot and, and Perps combined, uh, the, these numbers could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Binance, like a, after FTX volume was essentially zero, um, Binance had somewhere around like 65, 70% wow. of the global share, and now it's down to like 45%, I think, mm. which is a pretty big drop off. Um, yeah. So also keep in mind that global volumes are down quite a bit since then as well. So yeah. not only are they losing market share relative to their competitors, but they're they're losing volume as a whole because yeah. the, the entire volume in the ecosystem is down quite a bit since then. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same. I I don't I try not to keep my money on exchanges, but then uh -huh. with FTX, I was like, this is fine. Yeah, yeah. But now with with Binance, which is which is larger and hard to say, but maybe more trustworthy. I'm, I'm just not, not yeah. to the same degree I, I would used to. Like I, in fact, I would rather have my money on, on Bitfinex right now. Uh, I can't explain why, yeah. it's just how I think. Have you, uh, I've seen you, you going out a little bit on Twitter uh, lately. Adam Cochran? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, seen some, the, 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 that guy is like an absolute idiot. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about him. But he, he's he, like, I, I've seen his Twitter from time to time and he, and he tweets like once every like 10 minutes. So like he just must, must be by his computer all day. Yeah. And it's all just like Binance FUD, Binance FUD. Like well, when the Curve stuff was coming out, it's like Curve. Mitch FUD, Mitch is broke. He's going to get liquidated. Curve's going to zero. I feel like both situations are, were fairly unlikely. And we're in some like common group chats. And I, I even messaged him. I'm like, if you want to bet on these things, like we can wager. Like I, I could be wrong. Like it's not like I have insider information, but I think it's extremely unlikely that Binance just goes insolvent and blows up the way I oh, yeah. did. But the, the, the way he doom posts, it makes it seem like it's like the only yeah. outcome. It's, it's just a matter of time before this happens. So I mean, if if he truly believes this, he'd he he'd you know bet a little bit. He can make a little bit of money on this theory against me, and I'm willing to gamble you know whatever he wants on. Yeah, this. yeah. I did see something that he posted when he was he was saying that there was there was an update coming soon. This was like last week. I have to we'll have to put the the tweet up there. But he was saying he had some sort of information that he was leaking to the press yeah. or something. But I don't know. Nothing seems to really come from that uh, yeah I, I don't even understand what like what he's even saying like i, I don't believe it for a second mm. like he he has the, these secret sources just because uh, so so what he's saying is he has like a binance insider that is just tipping him the information why out of all people in the world would it be him like these these binance insiders can talk to anyone in crypto about this oh, so, so he's he's not he's not like the washington post of, <laughs> no. of twitter <laughs> of crypto he's just, he's just some random guy with a twitter account he, he like i don't even know what he does in crypto besides doom posts about shit yeah and then like real news you, you talk to people like on the inside you know exchange operators with people with like large funds people yeah. with large positions in binance they would pay you for this. Yeah, and they would love to know. Like I, I've talked with a lot of these people. Like when we were in Singapore, I, I I talked to the CEOs of some major exchanges and and asked them like if any of this is substantiated. And the, the most I heard was the DOJ is going to come out with something against CZ. 
like mm-hmm. uh, pretty soon. There was nothing really about Binance itself, Binance insolvency, which yeah. is which is like the biggest issue in the matter. Like if stuff comes out against CZ, I, I feel like Binance as a whole would be fine. At worst, CZ has to step down. Someone steps up. Yeah. CZ moves him and his uh, companies away from Binance. Yeah. But like the exchange should operate, you know, with or without him. I mean, like the, the business model is built up there. Like the whole infrastructure is already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, other than that, I don't think there's anything substantial that um, at least I've heard or the people I've talked to have heard. But, you know, it's it's always more fun to speculate on, mm-hmm. you know, just like random stuff like. Uh, Especially now. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is stuff going on. But do you think there's any likelihood that they're at least somewhat leveraged on 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 their own token? Yeah, I, that, I, it, would, I that so. it could become difficult to operate if it went to ten dollars. Yeah. So like, there was like a theory that Binance was spending like whatever money they had buying back their own to- token in order to hold the price up. Mm-hmm. So like, you can sort of compare it to the FTX situation where that what was it the dollar amount they were defending? Hey, Carolyn oh, said. Yeah. $22, they were defending that right. because, but I, I don't think Binance has that many. So like the, the issue with FTX was they sold a huge percentage of the supply to Binance, who's like a direct competitor. But Binance was like openly dumping it on the market. Like CZ made a tweet saying, we're going to start uh, we're going to start selling these tokens. And then everyone that holds the FTT token is like, oh, well, if CZ is selling, you know, maybe I better front run his orders. That, that probably added quite a bit of sell pressure. But I don't think Binance, at least the BNB token, doesn't have like these huge major counterparties that are act- actively looking to sell their position in order to hurt Binance. Um, I mean, in FTX, the problem was that they, they didn't have they didn't have the BTC, they didn't have the Ether, yeah. but they had, because they had spent it to prop up FTT. Yeah. So as soon as FTT went down, then when people wanted to take out their BTC and Ether, yeah. it wasn't possible for them to buy that back yeah. with the FTT yeah. mm-hmm. and stay solvent. Yeah. So I guess what I was wondering is, if you think that Binance has all the things that they owe people. I think they do. Then yeah, of course, you know, it's like, it's like a big company. Uh-huh. Even a public company, if their share price starts dumping, stuff does get difficult yeah. because because there's because they borrow money all the time yeah. as a natural course of business. Uh-huh. And when your share price dumps, then I guess the rates you have to pay go up, and people are less willing to business with you. I don't know if they use less collateral, but things get tough. But if they're selling something, you should be able to continue doing that for some time. Yeah. So I was wondering, like, if Binance. Yeah, it sucks if it dumps, especially for the major holders, which I think are employees, but they would be able to keep running the exchange. Yeah. So I I think this is a lot different than the FTX situation because I I think CZ, I mean, I'm just speculating here, but CZ is a bit more level-headed than Sam. He's not publicly donating like hundreds Mm. of millions of dollars to a politician. He's not spending hundreds of millions of dollars on like celebrity influencers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I mean, mean, he is still spending some, but it's not the degree that Sam was spending. It's not as aggressive, but it's also not as big compared to how big their company actually was. And the other thing is just like, at some point it was pretty obvious that FTX didn't have the money 
when you track the cold wallets and you realize they don't have cold storage and like Alameda was moving funds around. I remember t talking to one of my friends about this. He had a position or he had a balance in, I forget what token, but it was like, a, it wasn't a high market cap token, but hey, hey, I feel like FTX lists just a bunch of tokens. So, so he, he had a balance there. He, he was using it uh, for like the lending collateral market. And he looked at the FTX reserves and he realized they didn't hold any of the tokens. So he figured like, well, what happens if I withdraw all this token? Where does the, the funds come from? Mm -hmm. So so he, he put it in a withdrawal and then he realized that it, that Almeida went on chain, did like a DEX swap in order to buy the token to, to send to him. Yeah, at that point, I feel like Binance also does Is pretty- that, That's right. called being short, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, you're short in the sense that you don't have the thing that you owe. Yes. Oh, wow. But I feel like Binance at least does a decent job um, doing like the Merkle proof of reserves mm -hmm. um, and they're fairly transparent about it. Obviously, people will, will give them shit and it's not 100% guaranteed because the, there are ways to, you know, sort of fake having the mm -hmm. assets that you do have or, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe you have, you're borrowing this asset, but you have a debt position elsewhere that people don't know about, but they're at least making some of that information public. Whereas FDX, I don't think they ever did, you know, a proof yeah. of reserves ever on their site or no, no, like, no. like the uh, Dune Analytics or whatever third-party site mm. dashboard. So it doesn't feel like a, a, an FDX situation is going to happen, at, at least in my opinion. But, you know, like if a friend uh, new to crypto asked me, you know, where should I deposit my money? I would tell them at least like well, Binance might be a little risky. I, I mm. don't have all the information, but yeah. um, there's a lot of people that, that think that um, Binance might not be doing so well. But other than that, you can't really say too much with certainty. What's the price of BNB now? I want to say it's around $200. Is there a price you would buy it at? Like if it went to that price this week? Uh, I'd say if it dropped like like forty or fifty percent, I'd buy it. Yeah. Uh, assuming that there wasn't news. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> we're involved. No, so, it's there. It's, you know? Okay. If it was just that Adam Cochran's Doom posting. Yeah. Had made it go down forty percent. Yeah. Then would, you'd be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'd I'd be fine with it. Um. And like uh, the the BNB token should be going down just because even if they're fully solvent, their their exchange isn't doing as well as it well, was ago, right? Nobody and, is. Yeah, so, so that the token is representative of mm -hmm. the, their exchange, right? It's like- Yeah, it's like the, the future of future income potential. They, right? they, they have a buy and burn based on, on the, the company revenue. Mm -hmm. uh, also like the, the use cases for, for BNB, like one of the biggest ones was having access to the Binance Launchpad where you would deposit yeah. BNB and then get access to like all these new tokens. But like the current ecosystem, there isn't really that much room for, for new tokens to, you you know, sort of launch now on, yeah. a, on a centralized launch pad yeah. and suddenly gain like large market share. So, mm -hmm. so the, that use case now is basically gone. And then uh, other than that, obviously it's used as like a trade fee discount. Yeah, but with the less people trading there, and like mm -hmm. the, um, the, the they're also offering like some markets in order to to incentivize people to uh, trade more. They're offering s some markets at, at zero fees. So the, yeah, the I, use case goes yeah. uh, the use case is lower and lower at this point. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. What was the uh, what was the other thing this week with uh, Sifu? Which is a, the, a funny name. E F F U. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so as far as I understand, Sifu is uh, CZ's company that I think it's just Binance custody for institutions, and they also do OTC for institutions. I, I read a little bit through the the DOJ statement. So, from my understanding, Sifu 
was not supposed to interact with Binance.us mm -hmm. because like there was the, the operational side of Binance.us wasn't supposed to touch well, the, not the to, not to serve them. Yeah. So like the, so like if, for example, if you deposit funds on, on Binance.us, that the funds can't be going to this international uh, company to be traded yeah. or and stuff like that. So the, the, the DOJ, I believe made a, uh, a probe about that and i think cz came out today and said that this is bullshit the yeah the the, the binance.us funds weren't related at all to the this the seafood yeah he said uh, he said doesn't use it and has never used yeah. it is what he said yeah which i don't know it it it, <laughs> it, it, it may be true it, it may be not true um obviously he's incentivized uh to say that mm -hmm. But I think the only suspicious thing with Binance.us is all the execs just like leaving. Like basically everyone that was there a year ago, like at least all the top management people are all gone. Mm. And like the turnover at CEO has been, I think there there have been three or four in the yeah. past like few years. So it's like, but it sounds like a lot of headaches though, right? Yeah. Like that that yeah, joke <laughs> doesn't really but, sound yeah. interesting. It, it <laughs> it's not a great job. And Binance.us isn't a very good exchange. Like, no. if, 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 oh, you're talking about executives at Binance.us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's just imagine. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought you meant, I thought it meant Binance International because no. there's a lot of, that's a headache too. Yeah, yeah. But people love that job. Yeah. But Binance.us is like, you got $10 million a, a day in volume. Yeah. It's just like on the phone with the regulators. Yeah, you got the regulators update. You probably have like Gunsler showing up to your door at like oh, 10 man. p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's terrible. Hey, anybody want to grab a coffee? Yeah. It's Gensler. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, and your competitor is Coinbase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is very tough. So and, I, I understand that. And they don't have any stadiums either, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least like if you're like on FTX portfolio, you get a like party with Shaquille yeah, O'Neal yeah, exactly. stuff like that Tom Brady if you're in Binance you're just like sitting in Washington <laughs> with a bunch of suits and yeah, yeah. you just hate your life so. can't imagine that. understandable yeah but honestly this actually kind of does a nice segue into uh, some of the FTX drama that's been uh, yeah. that's been going on this week I guess there was to do with Sam's parents yeah. that uh, some news to do with them that's come out right yeah, uh, yeah. The, I think FTX is looking to claw back some money <laughs> that was paid out to Sam's parents. Yeah. Um, and the the court documents that came out today were especially interesting because it seemed like Sam's dad wasn't happy with the. How much was he getting? Like he was getting two hundred. Yeah. He was getting two hundred thousand dollars a year as an employee of yeah. FTX US. And, and did he, it say what his job was? No. Yeah. And <laughs> and he he wasn't happy with that. I think he was looking for like a million a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And he basically said he would he would tell Sam's mom the wedding was amazing. That Sam wasn't paying him enough. No, but I I thought it was worse because the because he it's like he emailed somebody who works an executive I guess yeah. at Binance US you know sitting in a desk like a professional uh -huh. and says, hey, I did the math. You said I was going to get paid a mil a year, but if you just look at what I'm getting monthly, that yeah. only adds up to 200K. Yeah. And he sees his son, the CEO of the company, yeah. but then it's it, there's like a threat at the end yeah. where it's like, I'm going to tell your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I, I, this guy just cannot. Like, I don't want to drag people into this. You know, it's hard to know things, but yeah. it's just like if if my mom, <laughs> no, if I ran a business of that size, I don't think my mom would just be on the on the yeah yeah on the payroll. And if she was, I hope she would be happy with the two hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> 
I, I hope so. And the and the other one was Stanford. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, I, I think Stanford is like our, has already agreed to return the funds. Like, yeah, they, I think yeah they, yeah they they said basically that they would return the funds. But, but I, the, I, I'm assuming Sam's parents were not going to return any of the money, and they're going to no. But the, the phrasing. So maybe the place I read it was incorrect. It was like going gecko users. But the phrasing was that Sam's dad had donated the funds to Stanford. That's the way it read to me. But yeah. it honestly that doesn't. But it wasn't even, even if you look at how many assets as well were put in there, there were a lot of assets, it was like tens of millions of dollars of assets, like, and especially property in Bahamas, I think, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, as well, right? Yeah. Oh, no, it, I read it as that, like, Sam's, Sam's dad had donated FTX US's funds. Okay. Maybe that was his job. Okay. It's called, yeah, like, yeah. A, what's it called when you, a, not invest, but, like, your... Philanthropies. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Effective altruism. Yeah. Although it's not very effective, right? Because, like, the, the, the entire concept of effective altruism is you have, like, X amount of money, and then you distribute it in a way where you can do the, the greatest amount of good mm. with that amount of money. But... Um, are, you, are you saying that mosquito nets are more effective than Sam's dad? <laughs> slightly, slightly. I cannot believe it. Slightly. Yeah, going going back to CZ and the Binance thing, uh, I feel like that's another reason why why Binance is like more likely to be uh, solvent is because you, you don't you don't see CZ around, you know, trying to be this like effective altruist. I mean, he uh, CZ is. I mean, he does have some charities, but you know, he also has a lot of money. He's been in the crypto space and what. Like 2000, 2013, whenever okay. OK Coin was mm. around, Binance was founded in 2017, mm. right? And like since 2018, like middle to end of 2018, it's been like by far the biggest exchange. So the, they, I mean, I feel like he's made quite a bit of money in crypto, and it doesn't seem like he's being too outlandish with his spends, although you don't really know exactly what he's up to. But at least publicly, he's, he's not, you know, buying off politicians. He's not sponsoring like a million sports teams, stuff like that. We've, we've not seen the, uh, the, the bit where we see what the F, uh, the Binance management do with all their money and all yeah, the yeah, parties yeah, and the CPRs yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, we've not seen that yet. Oh, man, I'm, I'm just thinking Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Do, you, do you think a large part of this is the fact that he is Chinese? I, I don't think so. That is not American? I mean, like, I, I doubt he's ever in China. And he probably has some, like, additional passports uh, other than like... Yeah, I feel like all the all the major Chinese founders in crypto, that they're... They're highly incentivized to protect their tracks. So, like, you can go as far as you know, our guy Justin's son basically buying a country so so mm -hmm. he has diplomatic immunity. I, I mean, I feel like if, if you've made it this far in crypto and you're that wealthy, like, you probably have at least a team of lawyers um, figuring that this out so that, like, the worst case scenario is you get busted by the the Chinese government and that they lock you away. Yeah, they, they don't care about your net worth. They'll, they'll they'll do it to billionaires. They'll do it to whatever. They uh, they have yeah. Guys. Exactly, exactly. So if at least if I were in his shoes, that would be my number one priority. Like the difference between having like 10 billion and 50 billion it isn't that huge versus like 50 billion versus being in Chinese jail, you know, yeah. the, the, the risk reward is is quite great. So I, I feel like at least um, a majority of these people are doing everything in their power to protect their tracks. From no, I was going to say, do, do you think there's not a sentiment in the U.S. that they don't want somebody who's at least from China running this new sector. Yeah, I feel like the U.S. doesn't want. They basically 
just want to shut down the sector or at least That's, yeah. make as much money off of it as possible. Mm. Like even recently, I think yesterday it came out that I think it was the DOJ said that they were going to start going after DeFi protocols and like yeah. uh, like, mm, um, yeah. like a, a venture capital funds. And, and that's especially bad because a lot of these startup like DeFi protocols or the smaller venture funds, they don't have like a billion dollars like Binance does. So like the a lot of these legal fees will add up for them and they might just have to, even if they're in the right and they're not violating any laws, they might just have to shut down because they don't have the fees to go through like a drawn out legal process in, in order to, to keep their platform, which is, you know, probably it doesn't make that much to begin with. They don't they don't have the money to, to keep it alive. And with um, it's, it's very hard to envision a, a DeFi that is like a bank or that is like PayPal. Yeah. Because I don't know what, what that would look like. Do you think they want that, or is it better just like you know what, get rid of all of it? I actually, I mean, like, didn't didn't PayPal come out with the stablecoin, or they're coming out with the this really the stable out. I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I I think I think maybe um the, they might want to weed out all the current DeFi players in order to clean out the landscape and let like the the US the big US institutions like grab some share of it. Mm. So like um. If, if if companies like Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, uh, I don't know the other uh, major ones, but if they start getting into the crypto space where you, there, there are millions and millions of people who already have uh, crypto or not crypto, like these these apps on their phone, like I, I don't know what, what the, the PayPal app uh, generates, but it must be great because it's pretty easy to do. Uh, you know, transactions peer to peer. Same with, with Venmo, it can link directly to your bank. So if they clear out like these uh, smaller DeFi players out of the landscape, it leaves a hole. And then like these major US companies can come in and take that share. Yeah. So like replace Uniswap with like Venmo trade. Yeah. And Aave with PayPal savings. Yeah. Identity yeah. and everything. They're going to call like PayPal Colati yeah. or something. There's yeah. something not cool. Yeah. That would be. And then. And then I guess you would have uh, the U.S. with one suite of products oh. that, um, I mean, it wouldn't be very interesting, I think. It, it also would and be then very like good. international. I mean, like, I, I feel like you might see that on, on base soon. Yeah. Because the Fed like, chain. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Fed chain itself. Although there are some very non, non-Fed activities that have happened on, on base already. So the, the Feds don't seem to be uh, patrolling their, their Fed chain very well. Well, think about it. The Silk Road was robbed by Feds. So yeah. maybe the Feds are rugging on, on base. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the Feds are the, the ball deployer. They, they, they <laughs> blamed it on some random crypto account where it's just like the, the Feds running retail. Who, who knows? All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you next time.